a Radio 191 FM podcast. Now it's time to get to know the three hopefuls to become your next OUSA president. Uh, right now I'm joined by Jack Manning, Sam Purchase and Will Moffat. Uh, Atamaria Morena to you all. Morena. Morning Jamie. How are Morena, we? Jamie. How are we all this morning? <coughs> I spent last night in a state of feverishness, so I'm sort of just barely awake. But getting by. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. We've all got the same, th- well, t- three of us, I think, mm. are in, in the same boat. Yeah, it's not great. Not, not a great way to <laughs> leave the weekend. <laughs> you're, you're not immunocompromised like the rest of us? Will? Um, potentially, potentially, and certainly by the end of the week, um, the immunity will be down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, and what a big wicket it is for you all. Right, um, my first question is, um, OSA, what is it? What is its main job? What is the number one priority for OUSA? We'll start with you, Will. Well, the number one priority, it's in the name, it's students. And um, so that has to be your first priority. Um, What is it, though? That's a very different question, I think, because it's a lot of things. It's a service provider, it provides advocacy, um, but then it is also, you know, an events company in its own right. Um, So it's a lot of things, and as president, you have to be able to understand all the different uh, services that it offers and all the um, avenues and fingers and pies that it has. So as president, you need to be you know, the chairman of this big multi-million dollar association. You also need to be a voice of the students. You need to be a feet on the ground. Um, and you, know, you, just have to, you just have to try and um, understand and communicate that huge student voice that is so diverse in Otago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Sam, we'll go down the line. Well, I, I, I agree, but I think that fundamentally it is a union, and fundamentally it is the heart of student culture at Otago. It's there to represent the voice of every student and to sort of stand up for their interests, especially, mm-hmm. I would say, against the university and against some of the rules that are cast down by the university that we don't really get a say in at all. But the, the OUSA is there to form the bridge between the students and the university proper as well as just providing all of the cultural elements of student life at Clubs and Socks, Radio 1, Credit. Big fan of unions? Yeah, in general. I think that some of them have had some questionable operations historically, but in general, big fan of the idea. Uh, All right, um, Jack. I'm a big fan of unions too, yeah. Um, No, yeah, so OUSA is first and foremost a student union. We are there to advocate for students. We're there to represent them on a to local government, national government, um, being being chaired by elected representatives is a privilege and it means that we have a responsibility, we have a mandate every year to represent the best interests of students, whatever those might be. So first and foremost we're a student union but we also are a massive service provider to university students um, that is apparent all across campus. Mm, yeah, if only the TEU did half the things that OUSA did, I'd be a very happy human. <laughs> <laughs> I would be really stoked. Uh, all right, we'll start with a question for you, Will, now. Well, not start. Um, actually, no, no. We'll go back, and we'll, I want to ask about your main policies, uh, your two main policies, Jack. Sure. So I'll drop my third one, it's the main two. So the main two are um, guaranteeing more accessible drug checking next year. This year... OUSA ran a substance checking initiative which was unprecedented, it was incredibly successful and it is a way to keep people safe. I want to make sure that we are making it more accessible for more than just OUSA events. And my second one is to prioritise awareness and accessible support around mental health. So that will be by lobbying the Southern District Health Board to make sure that they actually see um, emergency psychiatric referrals in time, uh, but also 
raising awareness around service that's already there um, and empowering those services to be more accessible and more affordable for students. Okay. Sam? I want to loosen some of the regulations on campus around things like walk your wheels, vaping, alcohol provision and advertising. And then I also want to uh, have a more transparent and representative student advocacy. So I want uh, more exec accountability through an easily accessible online portal rather than the, the impenetrable report system that can just sort of to the common student just be able to quite readily see what your exec members have been up to and what their individual goals are <laughs> as well as establishing a kind of a, a cultural council at the policy committee level in the university so that these voices are consulted as the policy is created rather than having to make themselves heard uh, after the fact and often ignored. Okay, and finally you will. Um, so both of my main policies sort of gravitate towards this idea that the flat is the family unit in Otago. And so first of all, um, you need to have a good accommodation. The flat, the dwelling itself has to be spot on. And that's um, not, not overly true of every flat, especially in the North Dunedin area at the moment. There's landlords with a hell of a lot of power and a lot of that stems from the fact that units, uh, students feel um, reduced and held in by this very small geographical area. So I'm going to work with the council um, to put on um, a free bus service for students so they, you know, if they don't feel like they need to be on Hydeleith or Castle, they can head out to St Clair, get something cheaper and nicer and um, go through the experience that way. The other part of it is um, around mental health and being that family unit, uh, you need to have, you need to have every, every member um, performing at their best. And so what happens is I want to broaden the scope of the current uh, mental health campaign and, uh, and give more oxygen and awareness to the services that student, uh, student support offer so that anyone in the flat, whether they're suffering or not, can get advice on what they should be doing to, to help that family unit stay strong. Okay. Okay. And um, back to you, Will, uh, for this one. Uh, much has been made about your lack of experience around OUSA. Um, Jack is on the executive. Uh, Sam has <coughs> been sniffing around for a while. He knows the play. Um, what do you see as your main pro of of your lack of experience with with an OUSA and your biggest con? So I think my biggest pro is simply the lack of experience in itself. That I'm not um, I'm not beholden to any of the personalities that are around because um, you know some of them do hang around for a few years and some of them. Thanks. In, in fact, in fact, <laughs> in fact, all of them are very very passionate as well. And often you know when you know this, it's no one's doing it for money or anything. You know they've really got some skin in the game. So when when sort of passion collides with operation you can often get a few um, bad blood relationships so um, as, as they often do in the industry the chairman of um, an association or a company is an independent director mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like I'm bringing that sort of fresh eyes um, fresh set of relationships and um, fresh fresh blood into the association that will be able to steer the executive in a more um, a more disciplined manner, perhaps. Okay, what's the biggest con? The biggest con is the is the um, operational knowledge of the company. You know, um, I feel like you know I'm I'm not you know well versed in you know the the issues that they've had to deal with in the past simply because I didn't have the experience. I wasn't part of those decisions. Um, but uh, by no means um, that doesn't mean I can't find out. And I'm I'm definitely passionate and ready to. Okay. Uh, Sam, uh, you're well-known and loved on campus. Um, <laughs> Very generous of you. You're like the discerning person's Josh Smythe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's not a question. It's just an obs- there's no question coming from that. It's just an observation. <laughs> I'll take it. This one will inflate your ego a little bit. Uh, you, you have, uh, but you you you've you've made mu- much in this process around uh, the fact that you want to bring vaping back on campus. You want to bring um, alcohol advertising back on campus yeah. as a way of raising money for the uni. Um, you know things that. Well, when it comes to vaping, I can vape on campus because I... Lucky boy. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not a university staff member or a university student, so mm. the bylaw doesn't apply to me. I so. can as well, physically speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> occasionally yeah. get a spanking from yeah, campus yeah, watch. But no, it's great. It's great. I, I'm going to do these things. But uh, anyway, moving on. Um, do you not see vaping, drinking, and things tied to that? Uh, well, especially vaping because it's so trendy now. It's so mm. on point. Uh, but having negative health effects on students, um, financial ones, when it comes to drinking, mental health ones, and I know that you're passionate about mental health. Yep. Do you not see these things as as, as a problem? Uh, and maybe a, your, some of your policies might exacerbate that. It absolutely is a, a problem, and there are plenty of problems associated with these things. But as I've been saying here for the last two years, my real passion is harm reduction, not sort of just trying to push the problem out of the light and pretend it's not there, pretend it doesn't exist. I would continue to campaign for meaningful harm reduction strategies rather than just get all the logos off campus, tell them, oh, no, we can't have students seeing the Spates logo on the Capping Show poster, <laughs> and then make it significantly less profitable as a result. I mean, I, I want actual good policy, not just emotive policy that ultimately is highly uh, detrimental to OUSA's bottom line. Mm. It's because it's not like the university doesn't like campaigning off the fact that uh, the culture of students in, in Otago is uh, a big factor of why you should come here. Mm. I mean, I was listening to an ad on Magic FM the other day. and it's My like favourite station. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 um, yeah, talk, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm musical the oh, way. No, yeah. no, I have to listen to the enemies. Uh, and, oh, I'm so disappointed in Peter Williams. I loved him as a sports newscaster, but he is a wanker, man. Yeah. He's an asshole. Uh, but, you know, they, you know, that it's like 100% pure. It's a bullshit campaign. Right, it's not real, mm. uh, but the uni push it really hard. But then they want to crack down on it. It's weird. Anyway, uh, that was just another observation by myself. Moving on to Jack, um, much experience, um, but like uh, the world's best fast bowler, um, they're also usually the world's shittest batsman. Um, so, uh, much like Will's question, I guess, what's the biggest pro and con for you? Yeah, sure. So. The most obvious pro is experience. I haven't spent the last year on the OUSA exec and been involved in various clubs and societies during my time at um, university. Also just being involved in all different parts of uh, university life. You know, I performed in the Salon Ballet, so some might not consider that part of the capping show, but it certainly counts for me. Going on an exchange, you know, being, being a president of the Computer Science Society, I've dip my toes into a lot of different parts of university life. The, the biggest one of those being the OUSA exec, which has given me a lot of experience into governance and actually the inner workings of both OUSA and the university. Now, my biggest con, um, I got called out for this at the Thursday one for saying I was the um, most empathetic candidate, and that was a bit of a, bit of a double-edged sword, a bit of a cop-out. Um, I stand by it. I believe that one of the flaws that comes with that is it makes me... Um, it can make me... Uh, not as not as tough 
but I'm not I'm not here to just be the tough guy. I'm here to actually um, help out exec members who, if they you know fall behind their work, I'm going to be the one to collaborate with them, make sure that standards are set, but that also I'm there helping them the whole way. So you're going to accompany Josh to house parties? <laughs> I mean, I have sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, um, right. Um, this one is for um, because it's Radio One Ninety One FM. Uh, we. Uh, uh, as much a musical station as we are an information station uh, and our listeners obviously have such a, an amazing taste in music um, that falls well outside the, the mainstream for the most part um, because we like good music um, not music that is paint by numbers you know so what is uh, um, Will what's your favourite band um, slash DJ slash group oh um, what do you love the most? What, do you, what would you play in the car if you were driving down the main street with the top down and you wanted people to hear your music? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I would just never drive a top down car. That's, that's oh. fair. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, was, if I was going to wind the window down, perhaps, yes. um, I'd definitely have a bit of Queen going. Oh, nice. And anyone that follows the Critic Facebook page would have seen uh, the fantastic um, <laughs> trio so of voices. Good. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Album coming out soon. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Which, which which queen? Uh, which uh, yeah, just um, to, to elaborate. I'm a night at the opera kind of guy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Day at the races, also really good stuff. Very good. Um, uh, definitely, I'll be at Fleetwood Mac in the weekend though. Big yeah. fans of them. Big yeah. fans of them. Yeah, I'm working it, um, so I'll be there. No choice, making some money. But then I get to watch the concert for free. Um, all right, Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll mirror the Queen. They're my all-time favourite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also quite into Bowie, Beatles, all that sort of 70s glam, 60s, 70s glam rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Very into that. Are you going to say Queen as well? No, no I'm okay. not. Uh, what do you think of the film? You two then. Uh, as being oh, big fans. Don't get me started. Uh, and, oh, as you know, not, not the film. Are you going to go to the concert? Can you do it with Old Mate as the front man? And no John Deacon means no Queen, right? Mm. Deacon is my fave. Yes, I think... Um, but re- like I've seen Queen and Adam Lambert twice already. He does do a really good job, and it, and it is um, like that that emotive experience. I basically wept the first time because <laughs> I was actually seeing Queen live, which I never thought I'd ever get to see. Yeah, yeah. Brian's yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody solo, oh, erect oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I haven't got tickets to see them again this time because of my uh, student budget. Yeah. But there is a good chance that I will give into Impulse. Yeah, and get one. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you get the job, can you ask for like a uh, up, cash up front? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> Years salary in advance. What, yeah. did you, what did you think of the film? Well, um, I mean, sorry, not the film. But will you go to the gig? Yes, I will. I, I know it's not original Queen in that, but you know what? Getting boozed up and hearing those songs is one of the best things <laughs> yeah. you could ever do on a Saturday night. Fair. I yeah. went to Pink, and I'm not a big fan of Pink. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, but I do love Queen. And uh, finally, Jack. Well, firstly, I will certainly be trying to go along to that. I will give, I will give any amount of money to see Radio Gaga live. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but my favorite band's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, but I'm also into stuff like you know, Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, basically anything that you could hear over a Vietnam movie. Yeah. Nice. So, Chili Peppers. Are we look? Are we talking Uplift Mofo Party Plan? What's that, sir? Are we talking Uplift Mofo Party Plan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Do I'm, more, know of a, I'm more of a, I'm more of an under the bridge, okay. more of a snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up with my Faux party plan is probably my favourite album of theirs. Or Freaky Styley, also very good. Fair enough. Um, because I'm, you know, I, I only like bands early work. No band of the band. <laughs> <laughs> Although in saying that, you know, Queen all the way through. To be honest, 
you know, show must go on, things like that. Very <laughs> underrated. Uh, anyway, finally, um, why should that, that, that question that you must ask, why should we vote for you? We'll start with you first, Sam, because you've been second on all the questions, because right. you're in the middle. Well, I think I'm the perfect combination of empathy and business and also bringing that passion and the strongest voice to fighting for student issues. Primarily I'd say that one of the biggest issues we'll be facing next year is the appointment, the beginning of the appointment process of the new Vice-Chancellor and with OUSA dependent on the Vice-Chancellor's office for being allocated its funding, it's integral that we get a Vice-Chancellor who sees the value of OUSA and of the student voice as Harleen has and I think that of the candidates I will be the best one to achieve that because I'm really passionate about OUSA. I'm passionate about the student voice. I've been involved in all of these scenes for the last couple of years. Uh, also the political side of things, going into a general election with OUSA being a, um, an inherently political organisation. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important that we foster an environment at Otago where we have really meaningful exchange of ideas as I've been doing here for the past two years as well on Radio 1, um, rather than letting it get into the more polarising, emotive, tribalistic politics that we're seeing around the world increasingly, which is slightly worrying. And so uh, we want to promote healthy political discourse and get a new, a good new Vice-Chancellor appointed who will watch out for student interests, and also future-proofing financially with the alcohol advertising. Mm, it is slightly worrying. The Jehovah's Witness came to my door yesterday. I was really worried about it. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, well... Um, well, I totally agree with Sam and around the, the replacement of Harleen because she has you know, been in touch with what is making Otago special and what has made it special in the past and what we need to preserve in the future. Um, however, I do strongly disagree that he's the best person to um, be on that appointment panel and Ooh, re represent, represent that, um, that student voice. I mean, I've, I've got um, <coughs> three, coming up three years governance experience now. I know how to talk to boomers on boards. Um, I certainly have a lot of experience with it. Um, you should vote for me because I love Otago. You know, the, the fellas here talk about um, a lot of experience around. The fact of the matter is most students aren't part of uh, OUSA, you know, executive or part of the events team or whatever. They're not part of clubs and socks. They're not part of Radio 1 or, you know, any of the fantastic stuff that does go on up here. Um, but, you know, I haven't been. And so what I'm trying to say here is that I've... I've done the student experience. I feel like I'm I'm in touch with what everyone else is thinking. Um, I love Otago. I've loved I've loved my time here, and I want everyone else to to be able to share that experience and look back fondly on on their time here. All right, and Jack, the last words from you. Yeah, so obviously I agree with um, ensuring that we have an important, uh, the best leader possible for the transition to a new vice chancellor. But I won't talk any more about that because they all did. Um, when I started my campaign, I started visiting a lot of lectures, a lot of colleges, reaching out to all the different groups I've been involved with during my time at university and asking them, what are, what are the issues that really face you? Like, What are the things that, sounds cringe, but what keeps you up at night? Um, mm -hmm. And I... Drugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I... And I really took what they said to heart. It was really uh, informative for my campaign, and I wanted to make sure that what I was running on was actually reflective of the needs of, of the students. Mm. I believe that my... My platform is the most representative platform. I think it's the one that um, attacks, them, uh, attacks the issues that really face students, that affect the majority of students. And I think with, uh, with my experience, with my um, empathetic nature that um, I've built up during my four years here, I think that it is, I am the best person to make sure that students really meaningfully engage in services that actually benefit them 
from OUSA, but also that we are the best possible um, voice for ag- advocacy and representation. All right. Well, thank you all for coming in this morning, Sam, Will, and Jack. Um, cheers, and good luck to you all. Kia ora. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you are cheers, welcome. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.